Hello and welcome to the Deception Tips Podcast, where you will learn amazing cues to detect deceit that will help you read people like never before. I'm your host, Spencer Kaufman. Let's get started. This is Episode 2 of the Deception Tips Podcast. Last time, we talked about how deceptive people will often fold their arms in an act of defensiveness. It's when they are closing their body so that you can't see what is going on in their unconscious projections on their body. They are being defensive and are defending those symbols that they will have shown you that give away their lies. We discussed the importance of patterns or clusters of behavior and how the unconscious is always truthful. So there will definitely be more than one sign of deception. There will always be many signs and there will be clusters. Therefore, you need to always look for behavioral clusters rather than individual behaviors. Use those individual behaviors to kind of heighten your senses or ping up your antennas, and then you can start looking for another behavior and another behavior and another behavior and build that cluster so that you use one behavior to see it, and then as you see more, now you know it's a cluster and then it is indicative of deception. In this episode, we are going to cover a sign of deception that is a little bit less obvious than arm folding. In addition, it is a very telltale sign of emotion as well as deception. In fact, it is only when it shows up with other behaviors, as in in the part of a cluster, that you can classify it as indicative of any emotion. So it can only show up with other behaviors, which means you need to see it as a part of a cluster in order to classify it as any emotion, whether it's deception or something else. All right, here it is. Deception tip number two. Dilated pupils are a sign of arousal or keen interest. Beware of pinpoint pupils when others are speaking. Let me say that again. Dilated pupils are a sign of arousal or keen interest. Beware of pinpoint pupils when others are speaking. When pupils dilate, it means they expand. You know this. They're getting bigger. Why do they get bigger? When pupils dilate, they are getting larger to let in more light. They are going to open up so that they can see more of what's in front of them. Because our eyes, we don't see with our entire eye. Our pupil is a direct conduit right to the back of the brain. And that is what we see with. So when the pupils get bigger, our eyes are opening up. And we're taking in more of whatever is in front of us. It's because people like what they're seeing. And they want to see more of it. They want to take it all in. They're going to experience this in as much as they can. They're going to open their eyes up. They're going to get the vivid detail. They want to see it. They want to take it in, and they want to remember it. Now, that's not the only reason pupils may dilate. In fact, there are several reasons. This is why is it essential that you look for clusters of behavior. As you know, pupils can dilate with the change of light. You ever turn on your bedroom light in the dark, all of a sudden, your pupils will move. Oftentimes, that's an excellent way to check for concussions. The doctors have their little lights, and they check the dilation of their pupil 
to see how your brain health is. Those lights can significantly affect instantly how your pupils open and close or dilate and undilate. So if you're not paying attention to the lighting and you see someone's pupils dilate, you may think that it is indicative of an emotion when in reality it was just the light that was maybe getting brighter or darker wherever they happened to be looking. Another reason that pupils may dilate is due to chemicals or fumes or certain medications people may be on. Any kind of intoxicating external stimuli such as any drug, smell, it doesn't need to be any kind of illegal thing, but anything where people are smelling something foreign and it's getting into their body, that could dilate their pupils, such as paint, markers, any kind of painkillers, or especially the illegal drugs. So you need to be very aware of your surroundings to see what is going on around you when you're looking at the pupils dilating because if you're not aware of what's happening or what their situation may be, then you could very easily mistake the dilation of a pupil for something that it's not. Now, when pupils dilate, the main thing is it is a very good sign of attraction. As we said before, when a pupil dilates, whatever they're looking at, they like what they're looking at. Their eyes are getting bigger so that they can see it more. They can take it in. So if someone's eyes are dilating, there's really not any other reason other than they like what they're seeing. They like you or at least the sight of you. Combine that with the clusters of likeness such as short, shallow breaths, typically breathing through the mouth only, almost like in a hyperventilating. It's a short, shallow breathing. It's a passionate breath. In addition, lips tend to get bigger. They bulge. They swell. They start to kind of puff up. People start to stare at lips and other signs. All of these signs are very, very telltale signs of attraction. When someone is staring at lips, when people are breathing through the mouth, shallow breaths, pupils are dilating, it's instantaneous. It's very obvious that they like someone. However, it can be hard to see if you don't know what you're looking for or if you mistake one thing for something else. This is why, again, I can't say this enough, you need to look for this behavioral pattern, not only the eyes dilating. If you start to see several of those signs, then it is very clear someone is definitely attracted to you. When detecting deception, though, people are more apt to tell you the truth if they like you. They don't need to love you by showing all of these signs, but dilated pupils and leaning in towards you or towards the conversation is a very good sign. That's a good goal for you to have when you are trying to get some information from somebody or when you are speaking with someone. If they're leaning in, if their pupils are dilating, then you know you have their attention, they're invested in the conversation, and they're not bored out of their minds. You can apply this towards anything. Talking to somebody, a neighbor, a friend, if you see their pupils are dilating, they're facing you, they're leaning in, they're squared up with you in the conversation, you know you're not boring them. Business meetings, sales deals, if people are leaning in, invested, dilated the pupils, you know you have them. If they start wandering off, looking elsewhere, you're losing them. So use that in any negotiation that you have in life. It doesn't just need to be in interrogating someone for the truth. It can be in any interaction you have with someone else. If you can get people invested and interested 
in what you have to say, then they will be more apt to answer truthfully. You need to get them invested in what is going on. That doesn't mean invested by money or a lot of time. It means get their body engaged. That doesn't mean physically. It means if they're sitting there, they're squaring up with you, they are leaning towards you or the table or wherever this negotiation is happening. Get them in. Then they will be more apt to answer your questions truthfully because they are invested unconsciously into the situation. There's a big reason why the majority of business deals are closed on golf courses. Because the people are invested. How long does it take to play 9 or 18 holes? A long time. They work through, you're getting engaged, you're investing, you're building a bond, you're playing a game. Questions start happening, people start answering truthfully because they're invested in the situation, they like the situation, it's a beautiful day, they like what's going on, their pupils are dilated because of the light, because of the situation, they're playing a good game of golf, they answer questions. When we come back, we're going to take a look at the other side of the coin, so stay tuned. Spencer Kaufman has been studying body language since 2010. He's certified at the expert level in subtle expression and micro-expression training. Download his books on SpencerKaufman.com. When someone has dilated pupils, they like what's going on. They like you. They like what they see. What happens if they don't have dilated pupils, if their pupils shrink? Assuming there's nothing else going on in the environment, such as lighting changes, the chemical presence, etc. If someone's pupils shrink, they probably don't like you at all. They don't like the situation. In fact, when pupils narrow, people are trying to see less of a situation. They're shrinking the visual influx of an unlikable stimuli. This may be accompanied by squinting, averted eye contact, looking away, even turning away, sitting with themselves facing away from you, or turned in the direction of an exit. They don't like what's going on. It doesn't mean they hate it, but it means you've lost them. They're gone. They're moved on to something else. Now, this is important. When pupils dilate and get bigger, it doesn't happen and stay dilated forever. And same thing when they shrink. When someone's eyes narrow, it doesn't happen. They don't stay tiny. This is why it's important that you pay close attention to everything that is going on because usually this is going to be a split-second occurrence. If you say something and the other person doesn't like what you say, their pupils may only shrink and then go back to normal in a matter of a fraction of a second. So if you're looking at them and paying attention, you'll be able to see that quick pupil movement. And you can reason in your mind, okay, the pupil just shrunk, it got bigger. There was nothing else going on. The lights didn't go down. There's no reason for that pupil to shrink and come up. That means whatever you just said, they were not receptive to. Same thing with pupils dilating. If it dilates, usually it's not going to stay very large unless the lighting has changed or unless there's a chemical introduction. It'll get bigger and then go back to normal, and you'll have only a split second to see and notice that, which is why you have to pay attention to that and clusters because there will always be more than one sign. So if you're questioning someone or you're in a negotiation or a deal and that person has pinpoint pupils, then you need to use a different approach. They have the so-called stone-cold eyes. You know that saying, a stone-cold killer. 
They are stereotyped for famously sitting through a movie interrogation with beady pinpoint pupil eyes and they're not budging an inch. Those are those stone-cold killer eyes where their pupils are just little pinpoints and they sit there staring right at that interrogator, not answering any questions. They're cold. Although people can have pinpoint pupils for a little bit longer of a time, that's usually in an extreme emotion of hate or disgust, loathing, just like how if they have dilated pupils, that could be attraction and arousal. If someone really hates something, their pupils are going to stay pinpointed for a longer period of time. So if you end up running into any kind of pinpoint pupils or even the shrinking of a pupil and then back to normal, you're going to get nowhere fast. So you need to work on changing your tactics because clearly or unclearly, depending on whether or not you notice it, you're not going to get the truth. This is why it's important to pay attention to these things because if you can see them, you can change your tactics very early on before the person even consciously realizes what is happening. Pretty soon they're going to wonder how you always manage to stay one step ahead of them. Well, the answer is you're really not. You are only noticing they're unconscious, and before their conscious realizes it, you've already switched tactics so that in their conscious mind, they're thinking you're the smartest person in the world. How in the heck do you know what's happening before it happens? In reality, you're seeing it happen in the unconscious, before it happens in the conscious. So watching pupils is a great way to tell whether or not someone is receptive of something, whether or not they like it. Keep an eye on those pupils and always pay attention to what is going on in the external environment. Pay attention to your surroundings. Be aware of the current situation. Look for clusters of behavior before making any judgments. Because if you start making judgments on one or two things without looking for a pattern, you might end up putting yourself in a deeper hole than if you missed the behavior altogether. What that means is that it would have been better for you not to act on what you think you saw. It would be better for you to wait and make sure you know exactly what you are seeing before you act on it. Because if you do something based on a behavior you think you noticed and that behavior wasn't existent, then you will really screw up that interaction. Because now that person will be acting based upon a judgment that they have no idea, consciously or unconsciously, why it's happening. But if you act on something that you know you saw and that actually happened, then their unconscious will recognize that and continue to push those signs forward, thus making it a much, much better interaction between the two of you. Therefore, make sure you see and notice behavioral patterns and clusters. I want to thank you for listening to this week's Deception Tip. And I encourage you to share it with your friends, take a look at the Deception Tips blog and the books that I have available. And as always, tune in next week for a new Deception Tip.